Okay, let's go ahead. Let's adjust this a little. I will take bit. evens, which means two. <laughs> well, you got it this time, do you? I, uh... <laughs> Coming to you pre-recorded from a cramped closet in Las Vegas, Nevada, and a New York City apartment far too close to the street. It's your favorite millennials with too much time on their hands. Welcome to the Red Team Reviews Podcast. They're creepy and they're kooky. But also they're the not. the Red Team Reviews Podcast. <laughs> but also they're not. Well, I've been called creepy many times. So. Oh, sorry. No, I, I thought we were I thought we were getting right into the commentary. <laughs> I w- <laughs> in time, in time. But before that, uh, the voice you're currently listening to is the voice of TJ Patrick, joined as always by the Enid to my Wednesday, because obviously. Yeah, I was glad you said that one. Trevor Catalano. It's been a while since I could actually use just the, the main most characters. Obvious one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in case you couldn't tell, we're talking about Wednesday. And we're recording this on a Friday. In April. Well, to be fair, Trevor, she was born on Friday the 13th. Okay. It's the 7th, Of an undisclosed month and an undisclosed year. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's fine because I think that, I don't know, there's going to be a, this is going to be very interesting, but it's just one of those things where I'm like. It's fine. (laughs) Well, uh, fuck it. If we're going to get into it, the thing about it is that like. (laughs) It is it is so so CW meets Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Teen show. Yeah. And so like there are parts of it where it's like, oh, this is designed for appeal. In the same way that like Stranger Things is. And so there's points of it where I was just like, fine, I'm watching this. I'm trucking through this. And it's like, if I don't think too hard, it's more or less okay. And then you remember that it's supposed to be an Adams family spin-off, and I'm like, nah. So anyway, thanks. That's been the episode. We're going to hit, hit the draft. Um, <laughs> so that's when you said like in the middle of April, I'm like, I'm OK with this because this doesn't deserve October. Because <laughs> uh, it's now, not it's a bad adaptation. It might be an OK show. It's a bad adaptation. It's it's yeah, it's. Okay, just real quick admin for those who are familiar with our Rejector Renew usual format. We're doing the Game of Thrones version of this, which is where we're not going to have a machine gun episode guide. We're actually just going to go through each episode and just talk about the show in a more casual fare. Uh, it's going to take up most of the episode. And then we're going to do most valuable, least valuable characters, highest rated, lowest rated episodes. That's it. We don't need me in a tin can to come out. It's fine. Keep him in the tin can till later. So this yeah. is the first time in a long time that he hasn't come out of the tin can. Oh, he's fine. You sure? <laughs> how do you get air in for him? Like, how does he breathe? There's so many. There's so many jokes. I at the at once. Is he just brain... licking the sides for the mayonnaise and tuna? <laughs> do you have to replace the can after a certain point? Like, are you, you know recanning those, him? Have you thought you about mason mo- jars? He might get some light. You know those, mo- you know those moments in like slapstick comedies or like the, you know, gender 
battle of the sexes comedies where like they try to get through a door at the same time and they just like they, they can't they just like try to squish in uh that was my all the jokes i had for what you just said i was like ah <laughs> <laughs> was i was saying them before you got there <laughs> no i you said you said one thing about trapped in a can and then i was just like uh i was like I was short circuiting and then you just kept riffing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is basically m- most of the episodes of this podcast. Uh, is yes, Wednesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the thing is so bad. And then you just going, all right, well, TJ's having a moment. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> to to harp on episodes prior to this, I came to see if you wanted to go jellyfishing, but it seems you've been you're having an episode. <laughs> it seems as if you've been attacked by a Wendigo. Uh, God damn it. Um, I so don't know that reference. I'm just using your reference, but uh, replacing it with Wendigo. <laughs> but there's no Wendigo in the show. <laughs> yes, I was making fun of the hide. Uh, yeah, I was just okay. Uh, uh, I All could right. have said chupacabra, and it would have been the same thing. I mean, it's certainly animated to look like a chupacabra, so. True. In fact, um, in fact, this show is giving series of unfortunate events and Scooby-Doo live-action movies. Am I wrong? I almost, I, I did not look it up, but something tells me that they got some of the same people who worked on this Netflix series of unfortunate events series to work on this show. Um, I will... I can absolutely take your word for it because I think I saw the first two episodes of Unfortunate Events and oh, then okay. um, uh, live action Scooby Doo. Well, I that's just, James Gunn. That's always going to be a, an immediate insult for me. So, <laughs> I mean, yes, I just, it is an insult. <laughs> the thing about the series of Unfortunate Events is that the three kids are the least interestingly written people. Like, quite literally, the things that come out of their mouths don't give them a lot to work with. So the actors are not given an opportunity to shine by comparison to Neil Patrick Harris and everyone around him. Like, the adults are having so much more to do in that series than the kids themselves. And it's like, it gets frustrating in the climax of the show when the kids are just like, but the justice in the man, Neil Patrick Harris just goes, boring like he just gets to be barney about it and it's that's the only then by the time you get there you're like man can we give these kids anything to work with i mean there's so many jokes to be said (laughs) then sam in in compare in comparing uh that to this which i feel like is almost an inverse problem (laughs) of just like so many kids with so many things this is truly the Jenna Ortega show. Yeah. And I mean, these actors are really trying. I, I can tell. They're they're trying their best. They're they're going for it. So it is no shade to any of them. Uh but also Yeah. To say that there are standout performances is like I mean, again, CW teen drama. It's like they're all performing their roles to perfection under a certain context because, yeah, that's they're 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 playing right in that space that they're supposed to play in. And it's just once I yeah, once I you you've uh, explained it pretty well at this point. Uh, But once I got it, once I got the feeling that it was going to be that tone that you've been describing, 
that's when I immediate my whole face fell. I was just like, no. Well, and quite frankly, like we get there. These are some of my notes already, but like we get there by episode two where like my notes in episode one are going to be me kicking and screaming about the things that are already glaring about the adaptation and the show, because it's got six more, six and a half more episodes to go. It's just pulling me along going, yeah, yeah, I know. I know that's not what the show is. Just watch the show. And I'm and I had just be like, fine, fine. It's a bad adaptation. Carry on. Um, is like where I landed very early in watching this. Yeah, I could. Okay, for formality's sake. Yeah, let's start. Episode one. <laughs> Wednesday's child is full of woe when a deliciously wicked prank gets Wednesday expelled. Her parents ship her off to Nevermore Academy, the boarding school where they fell in love. So one of the first lines that Wednesday says is emotion equals weakness. And I have a big question mark next to that. I was like, that's definitely not the Adams way. Like at all. Definitely not. Like there's one way to, to there's one way to go about her her being how she is. And she could just be that way because she's an Adams. Because the Adams are not the kind of family that is suppressing emotion, i.e. the parents. So, like, that immediately was an immediate red flag. Also, she has visions? Yeah. That's new. Yeah. That's new for what they wanted to do with the show. Um, And then there's this moment where the Morticia said, how would that look on your record? And Wednesday says the proper Adam's response, which is uh, about it. It sounds like someone failed to get the job done. And then nobody like reaffirms that response. Like the parents are mad for the wrong reasons. If these parents are Morticia and Gomez Adams, like they should be mad that it wasn't successful or that it wasn't something otherly like morbid or didn't achieve some other goal. They are standard parents. They are standard parents. They shouldn't be mad. Being frustrated with not knowing to do with their kid. But these are the Adams. Yeah. Their, their challenges in the world are if Wednesday is suddenly too normal or suddenly too not Adamsy. So from the jump in the car, we are at a point where we are now making a choice about what ver- this version of the Adams family is and how they have interactions in their family in order to set up a schema that is the equivalent of a Harry Potter categorization of children with Wednesday Adams in the center of it as an archetype rather than a character. Yeah. And so that's, that's like, we, again, I've done this twice now. We could end the episode there. That's, that's the fullest extent of what Wednesday as a show is. And for some people, that is totally fine. But it's just, it's not funny, which is a shame. Because you and I had a lot of fun watching the movies, which were meant to be funny. And the show's not funny. No. Um, yeah, you want to know my first note? It's very telling. What? They don't understand the atoms. Exactly. It's like, it's the most, it's the quickest thing you get an immediate sense of right off the bat. It's just like, oh, they don't understand. And that's the biggest red flag for this entire show 
is how do you do a show about Wednesday Adams if you don't understand the Adams? Like separating her from the family in and of itself is not impossible, but it works to the family's detriment because we have to put them as this, you're chipped off to boarding school. Like there's no reason we have to make her adversarial to her family. Like sure, Maybe you go with like the standard teenage block of like we're having some trouble because teenagers have trouble with their families on a very base level that sometimes is more severe. But like they could be forced by the state to send her there. There's nothing wrong with that being a plot point. And her having conflict with Morticia when we get actually address it later in the season doesn't actually add to the plot of what they actually want to do, which is this supernatural mystery where some kids are werewolves and some kids have special powers and some kids are sirens and some kids are wizards and some kids are yada 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 some kids are stoners which is what they call gorgons and i'm kind of like all right um like it's it's like someone said oh this is what the adams family is on the surface aesthetically that gives me permission to do all these other things and i'm like the adams family was never supernatural in a way. The only thing supernatural about them is that they don't seem to die when you electrocute them. Like, they always cheat death. It's like, they're right. the family of plot armor, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So, and like, the whole, like, oh, spooky goth girl thing might have worked before, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm not feeling this. Wednesday and the Adams themselves don't get to be antithetical to the world that they're in, which is half the comedy of the Adams family. You know what's funny? I think I actually called this all, I called my fucking shot all the way back in February, technically January, I think when we recorded it, give or take, um, when I assumed before we were ever going to watch Wednesday, we, before we ever knew we were going to watch Wednesday, when we did uh, Wendell and Wild, I called my fucking shot and I said, this should have had more of a Wednesday vibe and it should have had more of a Wednesday storyline. Because at the time, I was like, I don't know anything about Wednesday, but I gather that it is basically a, a mystery that takes place at a school over the course of a season of a show. And that's exactly what this was. And now I'm like, now that I've seen Wednesday, I'm like, yeah, if you if this was Wendell and Wilde, fine. Totally yes, fine. You, you don't actually need Wednesday Adams to you be don't. the vehicle to do this show. No. This show has actually kind of been made a bunch of times. It's kind of a formula at this point where it's like, what's different about this school? Well, they have witches. There's like seven shows about that, including Harry Potter. Also, <laughs> like, and like, this is basically going to segue into my second note, which is more or less like a lot. I don't have a ton of notes throughout the show. Most of my notes are the first and a little bit of the second or third episode, and then it just copy and paste all those notes throughout all eight episodes. So my basically, my second note reads, this could have been interesting if Wednesday went to Nevermore originally, but was a board overachiever and opted to transfer to the local public school for more of a challenge. Or, yeah, like, because the big thing is that they keep the big thing is that the school doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Or rather their reactions to Wednesday 
don't make any fucking sense. Right. They're like, we're outcasts, but like we wear it as though we are like our own elite class. And so we're just like every other school, but we're supernatural. And you're also you're also the weirdest one here, too. And I'm like, that doesn't work. (laughs) It also doubly doesn't make any sense because Wednesday is an Adams and already both Gomez and Morticia have big reputations at this school. Right. And it would have fed into her, like, issue about, like, being in her mother's shadow if instead of being the pariah of the school, she, everyone, it was like she was Harry Potter. Right. Everybody already knew who Wednesday Adams was before she even showed up. And that could And have, also, Pugly, Pugly, Pugly should have gone, too. I mean- if you're going to make it a high school and the fact that there's an age difference, there's a thing there of like, yeah, I am. I understand why only Wednesday is here, but also just a real quick thing. They, what the fuck are they doing with Pugsley? Yeah, no, I like, I think that the actor's doing a good job with what he's given, but like, yeah, he talks first of all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pugsley doesn't talk. They have him yes, talk he, in this. What? Yes, he does. When does he talk? He's talked in, in the, the movies. Mo- when does he talk? He's talked in the movies. Did he? Yes. <laughs> I just always remember Pugsley doing something and then everybody responding to him. I mean, like he's talked in the two movies that we watched and in the animated one. Oh, well, and then I'm just misremembering a fact about Pugsley. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Pugsley falls pretty low on the pecking order of right. Adam. So. I think that's because Pugsley has never had a strong interpretation. Right. That was there which we constant. talked about last time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, g- the complete opposite of Wednesday, which Wednesday has an amazingly simple characterization that unfortunately is easy to flanderize. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my thing with the school and like what I was saying was that like if you even if you have the Harry Potter thing of everybody already knows, oh, she's an Adams. Oh, everybody wants to be her friend and Wednesday doesn't do friends. And that could spark the thing with Bianca immediately because Bianca was the biggest thing in the school. And then Wednesday Adams shows up. Right. And it's immediately like uh, two alphas tussling for power. When one of them doesn't actually want to do that. Exactly. It's a much more interesting. And then it's thing. just Harry Potter. <laughs> then, then she's just Draco. But here, but then you have the opportunity to just do better Harry Potter. Fair. <laughs> that is fair. Also, that th- also, she uses her siren powers maybe twice in the entire fucking show. So what's the point? Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with. That's the thing. I don't have a problem with all these characters being like witches and werewolves and gorgons and everything like that. But then it immediately clashes when Wednesday puts them off and it barely ever plays a role in the actual town. Right. They always just co- go into the town. Everybody is aware of them, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, so what actually is the point? Because... If there's a whole thing of like, oh, the normies or at least some radical normies want to get rid of the outcasts, and now it's more of an issue of like, okay, but why though? Because they're assimilating into culture like completely fine. Aside from Yeah, their their whole reasoning is like, oh, the normies don't like it because we literally have money. 
that they depend on and they're bigots. Yeah, it's just cartoon bigotry and cartoon bullying. And that's always the least interesting route you could take. And we're in the first episode. Um, I also just think that the mo- the show was moving at such a pace where we have this introduction of character of Rowan and then immediately reveal his motivation in the same episode and then ha- and then make him go away one episode later. And I'm kind of like, man, they made it sound like that kid was going to be an ally turned enemy. And he went like that in two seconds flat. Yep. Uh, also, he shares the name of the villain from the 2016 Ghostbusters. I feel like the name Rowan just ends up being a villain anyway. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Rowan, has there ever been a good Rowan character? Atkinson? Oh, a character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is Mr. Bean, come on. They are they are synonyms. <laughs> That video of him doing uh, a drum solo with no kit is very funny. Um, it's very good. Um, I already said my note about Pugsley. Oh, but okay. So my full note with the Pugsley thing was there should not be typical family conflict within the Adams. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what I said. Yeah. It's like just why you have the opportunity to immediately make your show different from everything else. And you've willingly willfully made this show feel like any other show that could be made on Netflix. And it's the thing about like Wednesday will do things on her own. That is, that is intrinsic to who she is. She was born that way. So you don't have to isolate her and the Adams. Cause she's just going to do it. And the Adams have always supported that. They've always right. been like, Oh no, 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 don't, don't bother. She's got, she'll figure it out. She'll sink or swim on her own. Like, there doesn't need to be any drama. Even if, yeah, Wednesday was going to Nevermore. And even if, yeah, Wednesday had apprehensions and was hesitant because she'd be in the shadow of her mother, for instance, even if she cared about that. Or, for whatever reason, it's like the Adams are a very caring family and they all support each other and they all love each other. If anything, the only conflict should have been... Look, we know that you're not thrilled. However, we went there. We were completely changed, and this was our home for so long. And we genuinely believe that it could help you as well. So just give it a week. If you don't like it, fine. We can homeschool you. We could be you can do whatever the hell you want, but just give it a week. And then the week could just be the first episode. And at the end of the first episode, she goes like you know what? I have unfinished business here. I think I'll stay. It's the exact same thing, except you don't need conflict to do it. In fact, it should be like, this is the part where you have those like Adams isms of like, you know, saying things that are out of place or saying the opposite of the, you know, normal thing. And you can get more comedy out of this instead of tension because you don't need tension and drama with the Adams you could just do tension and drama with the story and the plot, but it doesn't need to be with the Adams. I had a note in episode seven that was akin to, wait, didn't she want to get out of here? Yeah. she Like, like once she's turns. sucked into the mystery, it kind of doesn't matter what she wants. And they don't make it a clear choice that it's like, oh, 
the course of actions and the getting close to other people has changed what I wanted. You know how like stories work? Exactly. Like sometimes you do have to specify it from the jump. You're like, they don't want to be here. Okay, cool. Then you need to, you certainly, and I think they did an okay job of like lining up her relationships to make her want to stay, but you didn't give me the moment where I believed at all that Wednesday actually made was cognizant of the choice to stay or, like, made the choice to stay. I'll put a pin in this. For whatever reasons. And we're probably going to come back to it. Yeah. In a very specific episode. All right. Because it's going to fall in line with the thing we've already touched on. But uh, my next note was basically uh, I'm at the fencing match with Bianca. Oh, Jesus. We're still in this episode. Ugh. <laughs> Do you have any more notes from this episode? I don't. I was finished. Okay, cool. Um, I wrote, Wednesday needs a specific style of fighting and a specific reason to lose this match. Maybe her tension with her mother is throwing her off. Maybe she gets distracted by the first clue of a season-long mystery. Maybe Bianca could exploit a weakness that could have been telegraphed in the first two rounds or something like that. Just something. Just having Wednesday lose with no real reason is weird. Because it's Wednesday. Like, this is the daughter of Gomez Adams. You know, the guy that fences every day for fun. There should be a reason she loses this match. If you even have her lose at all. Because it's also antithetical to the whole thing of like this rivalry with Bianca if Bianca immediately wins and clowns her the first day I mean it's not much of a rivalry now is it because Wednesday doesn't care really at this point and the story kind of we're getting into we're getting into a new thing here where it's like oh for this show to work because of the genre and context that you set it up in you actually have to have Wednesday emote or just you have to have reasons for her to care. Exactly. That makes sense for Wednesday. Not for, you know, the 10 millionth protagonist of a teen drama, Wednesday. I, okay. So to keep this train rolling, um, you know, for establishing that the show utilizes narration from the get-go, the show is very slow to actually, like, take advantage of that sometimes. And to be fair, I wrote this in the first episode, and they got slightly better with it as the show went on. It's almost like they remembered, like, oh, yeah, we could just use narration to do this real quick. Yeah, but in the like first the mayor's episode, funeral. I, yeah, in the first episode, I definitely had the thought of, like, you already established that you have narration. Just use narration instead of having clunky exposition of like what the character is thinking like uh. and then basically and it might have been funnier that way too yeah there's a bunch there's a bunch of ways to make this show funnier trev (laughs) why was this this show should have been funnier um but my last note is very telling for the rest of the series way too much telling instead of showing yeah that was a consistent problem throughout this entire show. He's an artist, but kind of a bad boy. Yeah, that's right. God. Episode so, two. Yeah. 
Woe is the loneliest number. Woe is the loneliest number. Uh, the sheriff questions Wednesday about the night's strange happenings. Wednesday faces off against a fierce rival in the cutthroat Poe Cup race. Genuinely, is there anything actually important in this episode? Uh, it's the shortest notes I have. Because I'm, re- I'm like reminded of, oh yeah, the Poe Cup was a thing at one point. Because, like, most it's... of this show, I've shotgunned this morning. I watched the first two episodes last night. Yeah, I binged this on Monday. It was very easy to binge. And I'm literally like, the poke up? Does it actually matter? No, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, the show really deep down wanted to be a successful mystery. Or at least a successful mystery in the terms of a teen a teen fantasy drama where it doesn't necessarily have to be knives out. It just has to boggle your mind around a little bit and give you enough doubt on each of the characters that you have potential to have doubt for to make you feel like the twists and turns at the later points in the season are relevant. And while we're waiting on those, those shoes to drop, they just decided to try to play up in a bunch of themes of, of Wednesday being in the shadow of her mom with this poke up thing and not getting along with people at the school by having them just do a kind of standard teen teen boarding school thing. You know how they could immediately just rectify a couple of problems at once is just doing what I just said earlier of like, it doesn't really make sense for Wednesday to lose that fencing match, have her win that fencing match and then have Bianca's team win the poke up. Like, just basically switch these two things. Because when you think about it, the reason that Wednesday's team even wins in the first place is very weird. Because, like, one, Bianca is a siren, and sirens do supposedly have some kind of control over water. And also, they're cheating. And also, it's a team sport. The whole thing with Wednesday in this season is that she doesn't want friends. Have her lose the team competition. Like, wh- and then feel bad about it. Or at least, even if you don't have her make- feel bad about it, have Enid, like, grill her about it. Right. This, for me, this seems like the most obvious stuff. And... I feel like I'm taking crazy pills between this and the Mario Brothers movie, although I'm a little bit more vindicated now, because now a few more critics are finally coming out and being like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> or like just people, just people are coming out and be like, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, they got a strong marketing campaign to get people to believe in that movie. Ugh. Anything else from uh, 2? I haven't said any of my stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Although it's not a lot. Um, like I said, it was just it was just all of episode one me going, but, but, but. And then by the time we get to episode two, I'm just like, oh, it's not that show. It's not that kind of show. It's not the show that I thought it was. It's not that I even thought it was going to be a true to form adaptation show. It's just like, a, oh, it's really not. It's this other thing. OK, um, I thought that, like, in a way, there was a better thread to be pulled on when uh, uh, Xavier and Wednesday are like while he's doing archery and she's basically pointing out how it's like yeah no the people in the town hate you because you're rich snobs and i'm and it was those moments where i was like yeah there's a whole thing no one's after the wet nobody's after the adam's fortune in the entire show 
And isn't that kind of the point of the Adams family? Um, so it's one of those moments where it's like, that's why they get to kind of be juxtaposed against other like, like rich people is because of how they use their money. Like the scene in the movie where they buy their own auction item back so that they just give the money away. Like, cause it's not important to them. So like, if you want to contrast Wednesday with everybody else, give her Adam's family values, but I'm <laughs> Give her the Adams Family's values where these other rich kids don't have them. That's also a completely other option. And I thought that like us dipping our toe in that moment was going to do something. And then they don't ever come back to it. Um, the conversation with uh, Christina Ricci's character when she's just like, yeah, no, I'm the only normie around here. A, immediate red flag for her being the main suspect. And B, it's giving Heather's reboot of like, well, you know, maybe those who are outcasts, when they form their own little clique, make us other people feel bad. And I'm like, that's exactly what they did with the Heather's reboot, where they made them people of color and gay people. It sucked, and it's not how things actually work, and it's actually counter counteractive. Um, so I just had to point that out. Um, and then it was just that moment where I was like, oh, did they just retcon the Adam snaps? That clue was very obvious. Well, also, it's at the point where, like, I was I was pretty intently watching the show. I did not remember when anyone tipped her off to go look at that thing in the first place. It's just, uh, it's just, she happens to be there, notices that that's like, I think that's supposed to be Edgar Allan Poe. And then it is. just happens to look at the, no, it's because the book, the spine of the book he's holding in the statue has the same symbol as the watermark. Oh, okay. All right, whatever. So she just, like, happens to sit there. It's, like, it's basically luck combined with... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that symbol again. All right, whatever. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, it was cute. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, sure, it's just like you don't deserve it. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, this show does not deserve it. Episode three, friend or whoa? Wednesday stumbles on a onto a secret society. See, I fixed it for you. Uh, during outreach day, Nevermore's outcasts mingle with Jericho's normies in Pilgrim World. Fudge anyone? Fuck off. I can't. <laughs> my feud continues which is why you have to read the odds um fuck you too <laughs> anyway uh the in the first moment where she's tied up and then somebody was like i forget what it was they was she was saying like you don't care about and wednesday uh mocks back can you believe it was the funniest line that has been said in the entire show um <laughs> was her was her taking on the tone back um, was very funny. The Pilgrim stuff just feels like gesturing at Adam's family values. Like, it's like, oh, witch hunts and what we did in that one movie that one time. But, like, also, and, like, when she's working at the fudge shop and speaking German and saying the actual history, it's like, yeah, this is along the same lines, but the show is not tonally in a place where I accepted that as comedy, you know? Like, like, because it should tonally, really, you have not set me up to expect that. Because it really shouldn't be so much. I guess there is a way to do it. Com- you know what? Now that I think about it, there is a way to do it comedically. I just don't think they succeeded in the execution. At, exactly. At all. 
It's uh, like the lines themselves under certain circumstances would be funny, but it's yeah. not executed in that way. It is not. Uh, these assignments don't make any fucking sense. Like, why do they send these kids to do free labor in these shops? Especially when you later in the episode see Xavier working at the coffee shop with what's his face? Uh, what's the guy? What's the other guy? Tyler. Tyler. Um, I'm like, oh, so it's just like free labor day. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? This is so stupid. Uh, it's also not a really good look if you are basically looking at this as the outcasts, quote unquote, are basically an allegory for other minority people and oppressed folks. Uh, and then it's just like, hey, here's a day where we have to do free work for the normal people. And it's just like, Ugh. um, But also... Also, there is a lot like Wednesday, I think later on in this very episode has a line of like, I don't really agree with the concept of forced volunteer work. And I'm like, yeah, you you did. You nailed the exact criticism of this in the show. So why did you do it, actually? (laughs) It's like, oh, was this just a convenient way to get Wednesday off campus? And make everyone a little weird. Because she can just go off campus. Right. <laughs> they actually do it a lot after this episode, so. Like, she can absolutely just buy a ticket to Pilgrim World. And someone else tags along just because. Woo, 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 welcome to Pilgrim World. Whoa. Uh, the name Goody Adams is lazy. It is very lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so lazy. You could be good- fun and name her Monday or something. No, because no, 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 because <laughs> fuck off. No, because uh, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Goody's just like a title. Yeah, Goody. Well, Goody's like a like a nickname that you can give to. Yeah. I believe Goody is actually a nickname for Elizabeth. Because like. In the Crucible, there's a whole bunch of goodies. There's like Goody Proctor. Oh yeah, no, you're goody, right. You're right. Like, it's like a yeah. It's not a. It's not a title, but it's like a term. It's like an endearment thing that you like, like get like by a, being it's like a certain a woman, status. I think. Yeah. 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 Like Lady, like Lady Tremaine, or whatever. Whatever. Right. That's it's, a weird choice. It is a. It's um, a very weird choice, and also Goody's just a. Weird... No, I meant you saying Lady Tremaine. I. T- <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. Of all the ladies. It's like saying Lady Macbeth. <laughs> okay, that says a lot about both of us. You go to Shakespeare, I go to Disney. That makes sense. Well, I mean, we're just <laughs> in, we're brand. both in this dark, dark. Well, my, mine is murder, so Adam's family, and yours is like evil Victorian, which is. Villain. Germany. There you go. There you go. <laughs> They're both on brand. Uh, <laughs> great value brand. Uh,. <laughs> I don't even know what that be. I don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I it took me a half a second to go like, oh, oh, Eugene's like here to stick around. Oh, okay, because <laughs> he kind of just like st- he sticks around for a while, and I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be here for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this- we're supposed to be. He's also in the lineup of friends. That wasn't clear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we've already kind of touched on like the insane bullying is just, can we stop this? 
This is this is a trope that does anyone like this trope? Nobody has ever liked this trope in the hi- in the history of media. The just all right, time for me to just publicly start wailing on another person for some reason, and everyone's just okay with it. It's just like what? <laughs> if this happened in real life, it's like it reminds me of the scene in Captain Marvel where she just immediately punches the scroll disguised as an old lady on the train. And it's just like, well, like realistically, a bunch of random people just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they like pull them apart and like, they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, when does that happen? When does the bully just start immediately antagonizing the nerd kid and everyone, every normal person just goes like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Stop. Stop it. Get get out of here. Uh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, Trevor. So, yeah, we see the monster again, and I'm starting to, like, just... I am start just making notes trying to call the mystery because I thought it would be stupider than it was. Um, so I was immediately just like, all right, calling it. Xavier makes drawings come to life. He, he drew, He's drawn the monster. Great, cool, whatever. Like, before we even see that reveal in the very next episode, I was like, okay, cool, so he draws the monster. Great, got it. Um... And like something about his ex-girlfriend like makes him do it for elite reasons, whatever. That was like that was my whole theory for like three episodes. Um, and then I'm not going to lie. Her playing cello uh, while everything's on fire is great. Like that's a good moment to be Wednesday Adams. It's like you you had a st- prank. It was successful. And you're going to play cello while everyone freaks the fuck out in normie world. That makes sense. Yeah. But then the show, the cello scenes are good, right? But then the show does the thing where at the end of the episode, it it gives a it gives a little moment of emotion with each character in their own world where like where uh, where like, you know, Tyler's in the bathtub and he's like screaming out while he's underwater. And and we don't know where Xavier's coming out of, but he has a scratch on his neck and uh and Enid, uh, like, gets upset about the date and, like, pops a tire. And it's just like, this is so fucking teen drama of everyone getting their mysterious cliffhanger or, uh, you know, nudges that don't clarify things uh, that, like, I was like, okay, all right. What the fuck Jesus did Christ. happen with Tyler? I just remembered that. Right. And so that was the only clue that we got for ages that he could have been the hide. Like... So it was one of those things where it's like, it wasn't in front of us the whole time. Like, I had to put the pieces together much later that it's like, oh, they keep harping on the conversation about his mother because they want us to realize that he has emotional trauma that can be exploited. Like, that's 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 why every single conversation between him and his sheriff dad is like, hey, I'm going to be home late tonight. Hey, you don't care about mom. Like, that is literally every conversation that they have together. Oh, for fuck's sake, son. It's literally the only conversation I'd like to talk about football, for God's sake. (laughs) You ever watch a single baseball game, Tyler? And in a way, it's kind of fine because when Wednesday then suspects the therapist later on, we're going way down here. Um, I'm, I was also on board being like, well, yeah, it would make sense that the therapist that's making him think about this all the time would bring the monster out of him. I'm actually a little annoyed that the monster is a species and not uh, something that you can make any person turn into because I think that would have been more interesting and I'll get into that later. Um, but that's everything I had for literally episode three. Um, that's where we're at. 
I'm gonna. I'm gonna um, eventually call back to your thing of you thought that the mystery was gonna be a lot stupider. Probably, that's probably yeah. just gonna come up at some point. Sure. Episode four. Whoa, what a night! Wednesday takes uh, asks Xavier to the Raven dance, spark uh, sparking Tyler's jealousy. Thing has got something up his sleeve. Thing doesn't wear sleeves. Eugene stakes out the cave. So, I mean, that that summary could have been worse. Um, <laughs> could have also been better. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is my last note of the show. <laughs> this is my last note of the show. Uh, oh, wow. This show has a really bad habit of people just saying things instead of showing them. And especially... Sorry, no... Okay, I was typing this while watching the show, so I was a little distracted. Let me rephrase. This show has a really bad habit of people telling stories of things that happened instead of showing them via the visual medium of a television show, which is especially egregious when you've given Wednesday the power of visions. Yeah. Like, there are so many times where people go like, this is what happened. And they just say it. And we don't. And they get also any- just say to Wednesday, oh, you had a vision? Don't trust it. Which is like, well, yeah, duh. It's a mystery show. <laughs> well, but no. But also, all of the visions are accurate. Right. All of them. Right. Every single <laughs> one of them is completely true. Because, like, again, you... You know what? Fuck it. Fuck the pretense. You thought that this mystery was going to be dumber. I was the exact opposite. I was praying that this mystery was actually going to secretly be good. No, I, 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 I guess I wouldn't say I was secretly playing that. I thought I, I was trying to give the show enough credit to be like, okay, like I'm, I'm just trying to remember everything I can so that when you lay it out on the table, I go, yes, it, it, okay, cool. It was all here. It was all here. And then that's actually not what happens. <laughs> no, it's just like, I kept giving the show way They're just too like much credit. deliberate misdirects. I, I gave this, I was starting to give the show way Sorry, too not much to say, credit. You should have deliberate misdirects. Mr. X that are deliberate in that they don't actually fit into the puzzle. They're just like, they're just an ink blot on the puzzle. So it doesn't look filled, you know? Yeah. Like Tyler um, coming out with scratches on his neck. They're, it makes no sense for him to have those. And they never explain why he has those. It is just to make it suspicious that he no, might be the monster or be in connection. What do they say? Uh, he was drawing one, one thing of the monster, but it actually came out. And like, oh, I didn't even fucking things. pick up on that. Yeah. Which is slightly odd, but then they try to justify because like Wednesday's like, oh, so you don't fully have control over your powers either. And it's just like... But it doesn't cool. actually matter who Does has control matter? over their powers. <laughs> yeah, it never matters. People, it doesn't matter if people lack control over their powers. It never plays oh. into any moment in the show, except for and at the end, and I'll me, get to it. We'll double back to that. Yeah. <laughs> The lack of control never actually is a factor in the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, that was my last written down note. Uh, I actually don't have a lot on this show. Uh, it's like I I actually thought that the when Enid said the theme is climate crisis, I was like, all right, cool. 
Um, the fact that you're going to have an ice version and the theme is climate crisis, sure, whatever. Um, I don't even remember what the quote was, but I think it's Wednesday saying the medieval kind. And like, I don't know if she's talking about torture or something like that. I don't know. I thought it was funny and now I don't even remember what it was. And like, it's at, at this point where I just harp again on like, the show doesn't have to be about Wednesday Adams. There could be a Wednesday analog a la April Ludgate from Parks and Rec and the show would still function. And because of that, like there are moments when the mask of Wednesday on Jenna Ortega like falls away because she has to be experiencing teen emotion with the whole being torn between boys. And like there's a moment where she's talking to Thing in her room before she has to like put on the dress and leave that I'm like, Oh, that's like genuine, normal acting. This is no longer, this is no longer grounded in character. This is just a actor taking the given circumstances and running with it, which is fine. But this is Wednesday Adams. Like that's why narration could have been so effective because she could have maintained the stoicism while her narration is going nuts in the background. Like, yeah. So we don't use it effectively. A big fundamental problem with the show is that this is not a show that was written specifically for Wednesday to show off Wednesday to create things around Wednesday. It feels way more like a show that anyone could be the lead of. And then they just put, plopped the atoms into this world i mean it is a little bit sabrina it is a little it is a little bit sabrina like the sabrina reboot it's very similar um and the thing is that like i think that those who wrote this do think that this is for wednesday adams in their way i think they think that but if anybody is going off of like the old movies and stuff like that and the source material it's it's not well so- and you know what I, I'm a, I'm I like as much as I'm complaining about this, I want to make it clear to anybody who likes the show. It's OK. You can like this show. It's just it's just uh, like it just is what we thought it was from the jump, which is this is Riverdale Adams family. That's what it is. And that's fine. You can have that. I don't care. TJ might. I, very much I don't because I don't care about the show. Uh, I care about Wednesday. I care about. The yes. Adams. As somebody who literally. For the longest time, whoa! On, for the for the longest time, for the woeest time, for the longest time, for the longest woe. That's the, that's the episode uh, title is for the woeest time. <laughs> for the longest woe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> woe the longest time. There we go. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, There's a bunch I'm, of options. I'm so torn on how I feel about these titles. Uh, <laughs> But, like, for the longest time, I genuinely described myself as if Wednesday was a black man in his 20s, that that's me. If Wednesday Adams was a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old black man, that would be me. I am But that. you are much closer to 30. Now? <laughs> 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 like, this happened for a while. I would describe myself as this. Like you are in I relate the twilight to Twilight of 30. I okay, not the twilight. Unlike some of us, unlike some of us who are old and decrepit and already had their birthday over a month ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My pinky fell off the other day. It was great. It's too many jokes. Uh <laughs> 
Too many jokes. Too many jokes. Finish um, your thought. <laughs> so, yeah, as somebody who, like, very much hard relates to Wednesday a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It was really, it's always really easy for me to see when, like, this stuff isn't tailored to Wednesday, i.e., like, this is why in the very beginning, I'm like, wouldn't this be, wouldn't this make way more, way, way more sense if Wednesday, if all of this was taking place at the public school and not Nevermore? Because then it's a genuine mystery, if, yeah. If there's supernatural stuff going down at the regular high school, of, of course Wednesday's going to be curious. And it, you could even have a lot of gags of, like, people going like, wow, Wednesday, you're really trying to, like, crack the case and play detective, or you're really trying to do the right thing. And Wednesday's just like, no, I'm just curious. Honestly, like, I, I'm just interested like, if there's a serial killer, I want to exchange notes. Like, that's a very Wednesday Adams thing to do. And then Enid makes way more sense either as a completely normal person that is the type of person that Wednesday could eventually have a genuine friendship with after a while, or even Wednesday starts to influence a certain way and show that, like, yeah, I don't have to do things a specific way. I don't have to be, you know, a cardboard cutout stereotype of every other girl around me and every girl my age that has come before me. I can do my own thing. I can be different like Wednesday. Or you could go down the route of, like, yeah, she's a werewolf but doesn't know it or is hiding it. Like... Like, there's so much more things to do if Wednesday is in a normal school because then you could start to tailor something specifically to Wednesday. The fact that you're trying to do regular teen drama tropes and you're not even changing them, you're not even adapting them to Wednesday, that's the part I have a problem with. Because I wouldn't care if... Wednesday had necessarily like a romance subplot, but it has to make sense for Wednesday. Case in point, Adam's family values made way more sense. Adam's family values made way more sense. And the kid was just a regular kid. But again, you kind of buy it. Actually, I saw him at a Broadway show recently. He wasn't on stage. He was like in the audience. But that actor who is, you know, Bernard in Santa Claus, I saw him. Oh, yeah. Gotta, I was gotta, like, how gotta, did you recognize him? And then you said Bernard from Santa Claus. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just goes to show how much more Santa Claus means to you than it does to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, that's the problem I have. Is that, like, Enid... I have thoughts on Enid. Because... Save him. I th- Okay. <laughs> We're only halfway through is why I say. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about him with characters. Okay. Um, last thing, Eugene did not deserve to be taken off the board this early. Um, <sighs> It just kind of feels shock value-y. Yes and no. I think if you, Eugene probably just should have been introduced earlier. True, or, or that. Because, uh, yeah, actually, Eugene was only introduced the episode before. No, he was introduced in episode two. 
I thought it was the fudge episode that he was introduced in. No, no, because she has to do clubs. Oh, wait, no, maybe she, maybe he was. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, that's really egregious. I didn't even realize that until just now. Yeah, Eugene absolutely should have been established in, like, the first episode, much stronger. Yeah. Especially if you're just going to fucking whack off Rowan. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. It's your Uh, description. But how dare you try to move on? Okay. Are Are you trying to move to episode five? Yeah. How dare you? What? This is the episode with the Wednesday dance, you asshole. Sure, I was going to talk about that later. I. Oh, is it, like, relevant to a note? I don't know. No, I was going to talk about it in, like, potential reasons why one is more valuable than the other. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was just, just going to say that, like, even having known what that was, even having had that spoiled a million times over on TikTok, it still drove me so wild. I was yelling at the top of my lungs. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was losing my shit. I just, ugh. It's so good. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, like, good. this this writer's group is really bad at darts, but sometimes they hit something. Um, <laughs> I fully give credit to that to Jenna Ortega, even if she wasn't yeah. solely responsible for that dance. I just want to give that to Jenna Ortega. <laughs> or at least or at least some choreographer who has less to do with uh less to do with the writing of the show and they were just like yeah. come up with a Wednesday dance and they were like oh yes. Um it's more <laughs> like more it's also just as likely. Uh episode 5. I'm now realizing why you picked evens. Episode 5. You reap what you woe. Uh, during Parents Weekend, Wednesday digs into her family's past and accidentally gets her dad arrested. Enid feels the pressure to wolf out. So, again, we just now, like, got to the point where we were starting to get somewhere with other characters, and then we just left turn into the parents' shit. And I really didn't like that. <laughs> you know what this reminded really... me of? What? Uh, and it's going to sound really random. Um, oh, no. I'm so sorry, Leela. <laughs> I, keep, I keep inadvertently dunking on this show. What the fuck was that show? Gemstones? Yes, gems. It reminds me of Gemstones. Oh, yeah, the interlude episode. My God. Because <laughs> I was just like, oh, so the whole episode is going to revolve around the atoms that you can't get you know right. something we could have had early on but it's more if so they were like, involved in the show it just sucks because i'm like if you just got the atoms right i would have loved this because yeah is wednesday my favorite absolutely like am i constantly facing the trope of like do I want to be with Wednesday or do I want to be Wednesday herself? Yes. But like also the Adams family in general are fucking rad. When you get them right, the Adams just have this energy and they like bounce off of each other so well and against Normie so well that it's just like, yeah, if you got the Adams right, I would have loved to have seen them in episode five. We're more than halfway through the season. Fine. Sure. Go ahead. But 
they're like weirdly relevant to the plot. Barely and, though. Yeah, like, barely. It, you know what this feels like? You know what this kind of felt like to me is that it was like around episode five, they were like, all right, we got to make the mystery move forward. We got to wrap up some of this Adam's family stuff. And so here's a parallel plot about their history that we're just going to weave what we already like hinted at into that plot. Because like their whole, the whole prophecy that Rowan brings up in the first episode, it kind of falls away. Like we don't really log, like we don't really stick to that and then let everything swirl around that. It's like we, we did that and then we kind of stepped away from it. We, we put it on a bunch of pieces on the board and then the new thing we're going to swirl around is, is this event that happened in the eighties with the Adams family. That's what we're really going to swirl around now is what it feels like because it introduces the Gates family and all those things. You know how the prophecy could have actually worked is if you lean a little bit more into, because this is also, I think I said I was going to probably circle back to this uh, earlier and I I might as well circle back to it now because I think writers' tendencies and leaning on conflict as a crutch is always bad in my opinion because it leaves by the wayside a lot of things that are just more interesting and I've said this forever because case in point I think honestly if there was less tension between Wednesday and other supporting characters it would have been better Uh, and this is Mm, I mean, it's kind of relevant. Yeah. What I was going to say about Enid earlier was that it would have been better for me personally if Enid was just sunshine. If Enid was just happy pretty much no matter what Wednesday did and was just like, yeah, okay, I accept you as you are and you're not going to get rid of me ever. And Wednesday's like, ever? And she's like, ever. And she's like, ugh. Like Enid, it like if if more of the show had this energy of like Wednesday doesn't want friends, but the people around her, specifically the people like Xavier, Bianca, Enid, if these people around her were genuinely like over the course of the season, it became harder and harder for Wednesday to stay a lone wolf. Because genuinely, the people around her are good, and they do care, and they do get along, and she's now torn. She's pulled in a new direction, you could say. Um, <laughs> that's an Adam's Family musical reference, for those that don't know, um, which I haven't seen. But it's the thing of, I kind of wish slowly over the course of the show because we you brought up earlier that there's no like concrete moment where Wednesday's like you know what I do care that could have worked better if it were like slowly over the course of the season the characters were actually endearing themselves pretty well to Wednesday and Wednesday was kind of giving an inch and they were giving it yada 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 and then finally there's a moment where Wednesday looks back at this prophecy she looks back at the picture specifically and she's like, maybe I've been looking at this wrong. Naturally, like Rowan, I was assuming that I was the one that lit this fire. I was the one that was trying to burn the school down. Yeah, we don't do that. And you would expect that to be the way that this maybe would have panned out in a better show. 
Exactly. Of Wednesday assuming, oh, well, yes, of course I'm going to burn the whole thing down. And then, like, that could be, that could act as an actual solid turning point of, like, she's actually enjoying it here. She's actually bonding with the people. And this is a point somewhere along the season where she looks at the prophecy and goes, like, no, I'm not going to. Uh, fuck it. I'm not gonna set the school, but I'm gonna defend the school. And then you could even use it to drive the plot forward more. And she obviously does the logical thing of, well, then if I didn't set the fire, then this other figure must have set the fire. And then just have that lead down a new plot thread of like, but that's uh Jeremy Shacklebolt or whatever the fuck right that dude's name is. And she, yeah, yeah, like you said, like, but he's dead. How is that possible? You know. It's like, and you know what? Maybe there's a writer who ends up getting this on their podcast recommendations and listen to this. And it's like, no, that's what it was supposed to be. And we'd be like, you didn't do it, dude. You didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it. Um, so anyway, talking about the, the actual events of the episode, um, I read a clarifying synopsis on episode three. And the, the author of that synopsis, like it was a it was commentary as well, was like, oh, so Bianca's going to have like a mean mom or something. And that's going to humanize her. And then lo and behold, mean mom. Um, it's just like, oh, lined up perfectly. I love and care for Luis Guzman. But yes, him being a focal point of this episode and trying to be Wednesday Adams is just not working. Um like, I want to make it clear that we, we you know, care for this man, but he's not the right choice. And then likewise, like, Catherine Zeta-Jones' Morticia is just shrill. They are asking her to be a shrill mom. And that's not who Morticia Adams is. No. And so I'm just so frustrated that she's just, like, she's doing the, the the stuck up mom thing where she's just like, you don't understand. And I had it hard. And it's like, yeah, there's this, I, thing. this is, she, this is not a mom that I care. She about. literally says like Gomez is like, maybe we should tell her the truth. And Gomez is like, she wouldn't understand. And I'm like, of course she would. How would she not understand? Right. <laughs> you're, you're making her a shrill secretive mother. And that's not who Morticia is and not a role. I like seeing her. And um, the Adams don't really have secrets like that. Right. Like, I feel like this is maybe a story that they would have told around the dinner table because they're the Adams. It's like, oh, the also, man fell on, his, uh, fell on my sword. It was a great shame, but the blood. Also, <laughs> the blood was magnificent. We've grazed past this, and I wanted to make sure I pointed this out. They're, they're se- they seem to be operating under the assumption that, one, Wednesday doesn't already know that Gomez is a fucking murderer. Yeah, right. And two, that Gomez doesn't have it in him to kill somebody? <laughs> You're quite the lady killer. Acquitted. Was <laughs> literally a line from Adam's Family Values. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? You're em- this is embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself this entire There episode. is one good line. There is one good line that is, uh, your mother would hate to see me like this. And Wednesday goes, yes, she hated, she hates you in orange. It's like, great. <laughs> That's a great line. Um, that is an Adams family line. Um, back to the whole Enid of everything. This feels deeply irresponsible to try to wedge in a, con- the concept of a conversion camp. It does feel like, you know, it, it gives off the vibe of like cishet white guys trying to do allegory. Right. And, and it's like, but no, but being nuance. a werewolf is not a gay thing. Like, that's not, 
You don't just turn gay at night when the full moon is out. So even if you're trying to subvert it and make her actually accept her werewolfness, that's not really a great metaphor. It feels like they're mixing up their metaphors a bit here. Yeah. Um, I do think that Pugsley using a grenade to fish is fun. That whole um, scene is actually like yeah, is really good. This is much more along the lines. There's like one scene in each episode that I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, this is it. Um, again, so like they had the whole oh flashback. Look at this close up of this character foaming at the mouth. That's gonna be relevant later. And I was like, okay, I get it. And then it's revealed the same episode. As to what that was, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, we're we're not getting any like cross episode mystery really happening during this entire thing. Yeah, this is a show that does not this is a show that handholds and does not trust its audience. Right. And then again, they want Morticia and Wednesday's relationship to matter to the plot, but it doesn't. It just straight up doesn't. Wednesday could have figured out all this stuff without dealing with her mom because her mom shouldn't have been mad at her. Her mom shouldn't have been contentious with her in the first place. Um, and then also they say that Goody Proctor or sorry, Goody Proctor, Jesus, Goody Adams was one of Gomez's ancestors and was one of the first people in the Massachusetts colonies. But I'm like, okay, so like is Goody Mexican or is she a colonizer? Because you can't be both. <laughs> uh, I think, wasn't it basic? I think if I had to read between the lines, like, because is her mom not played by an, an indigenous woman? Uh, or native, But even still. Native woman. So I think they maybe were going for the mixed race, mixed heritage thing of like a native woman and a pilgrim. Oh, maybe, I guess. All right. But it's still like... It still also doesn't. It still doesn't weird. quite work. You know what? It's 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 white people being like offhandedly be like, yes, that's who they were. Also, we made the Latino choice in the casting, which is a good choice, and everyone loved us for it. But we we didn't really go much farther than the casting in, you know in the I thought of the show. You know what I would have actually taken Trev over, like instead of be. This is purely because they failed the Adams. They don't know how to do the Adams. Instead of having this episode five be mostly about the Adams, I would have much preferred this episode be mostly dominated by stuff back in Goody's time. Yeah, okay. Because that's more relevant to literally everything. Because especially, what the fuck does it matter if Weems and Morticia were roommates? What the fuck does it matter that Weems was oh, jealous of Morticia? It is a. It is a... Oh, I have a note. Let's save this for when it actually comes up in like episode seven or eight. Um, Because like, yes, I have thoughts on it. (laughs) What's up? I'm having to save a lot of shit in this episode. Well, we just, yeah, but like we do have to get through it. Um, (laughs) It's just funny. It's just funny. (laughs) Like I'm going to talk about Weems in episode eight in in major detail. So let's just pause. Okay. Um, All right. Do you have anything else? Because that's everything I have for episode five. Uh, if you want a clear example of how they got the Adams family wrong, there's literally a therapist scene in this one, just like there's a therapy scene in the first Adams family movie. You could literally see the difference between Gomez and Morticia there. Uh, and then also the proposal to send Wednesday to a camp in Adams family values by Debbie is 
kind of a mirror to the entire premise of this show. So we literally have two different ways to like compare notes from the movies to the show and see like, oh, this mm, I don't know if you, I don't know really know if you got this right, bruh. You need to show your work. <laughs> Episode six, quid pro woe. Wednesday's friends would throw her a surprise birthday party. They mean well, but she would rather mark the occasion by solving the murders. It's a bad description. Uh, oh, that's right. You don't have any notes. Well, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have any notes. But, um, yeah, because I had to, like, read back over the description real quick. And I'm just like, they kind of make it seem like it's th- their problem. But it's a, th- it's a much more complex thing. Because there's kind of fault on both sides a little bit in this. And that, like, again, in a slightly better version of this show where, like I said earlier, there's a little bit less tension. They start to ingratiate themselves with her over the course of the show. They would just know that Wednesday wouldn't be on on board for this. Right. By episode six? They should fucking know this by now. Yeah. And. And. Yeah. And just on, on in, adi- in addition to that, Wednesday is being a little callous. So it's like they definitely there is definitely fault on both sides. Yeah, no, I think that that exists in the episode. Um, but it just kind of gives all of her friends something to bitch about while she continues the plot. Yeah, because we got to have that tension. And I'm always and I'm just having a hard time, like, keeping the threads here about like when she's like but this gate i remember this gate and i'm like wait i don't remember this gate what which fucking vision did you remember this gate in <laughs> i don't remember that it's like an um, opt- it's like an optometrist like vision one vision two <laughs> vision one and vision two because she really only has like three that matter the rest of them are just like aha she saw the truth about a character but there's only a few that are like, here's the mysterious backdrop of all the stuff. Um, and like I said, every conversation between between Tyler and the sheriff must, go, in fact, go back to his mom. Um, I like was picking up the pieces. I was like, OK, cool. So we we know that one of the Gates kids is back. I feel like it's going to be Christina Ricci because there's flowers in the room. Um, could be the therapist, I guess. Uh, you know, now that we know what a hide is. And this was the moment where I said, didn't she not even want to be here? <laughs> because you're about to. Yeah, no, after the, yeah, no, the funeral then happens because the the sheriff dies after being killed and then got his, like, plug pulled by someone, by a mysterious figure. Because, again, like, we have to also have a mysterious figure pull a plug because, again, this is the Riverdale version of Wednesday Addams. Um, That's really it. It's just more of being confuddled by the plot. Uh... Episode seven. If you don't woe me by now, these episodes are starting. These episode titles, my man, like, oh boy. Uh, and I know I'm fine with them. You might be like TJ. You shouldn't uh, uh, assume the gender of whoever wrote these titles. It was literally written and directed by men, which is very apparent. Uh. If you don't want me by now, Kooky Uncle Fester pays a visit and shares his theory about the monster. Wednesday begrudgingly agrees to a date with Tyler at Crackstone's Crypt. You added begrudgingly. No, I did not. Oh, 
It's the mind doesn't say begrudgingly. Yeah, it's um, in the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost word for word, except for that one word. Um, hey, Fred Armisen. Um, dear God, the funeral sequence was so teen drama. I think I already said this, where I was just like, oh, the way this is shot is just so teen drama, which is like, you know, if you're into that, like, cool, fun. Um, I feel like this whole episode, it should be called Deus Ex Fester. Um, because it's just a deus ex machina when Fester shows up for everything being like, oh yeah, I know about this. Oh yeah, I can revive thing. Oh yeah, this. And also I'm Fred Armisen. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Um, and like part of me feels like there's actually a missed opportunity with it not being the therapist as the one who's in charge of it all. Because like, then once we get more information on the hides and some of those stuff. Then I was like, okay, cool. Not Xavier. It's fine. I'm off his trail. Yada, yada, yada. Tyler and the therapist makes some sense. Cause the mom thing, right? Makes some sense. Um, and if it had ended there, I think it would have actually made some sense. If it had ended at that point, it would have made a degree of sense, but it doesn't end at that point. And so part of me was like multiple hides. They both see the therapist. So why not? It would make more sense as to why Tyler got attacked at one point and why Xavier got attacked at one point and maybe he was lying. Maybe they're both hides. Wouldn't that be interesting if she was just playing everyone like a fiddle by never being able to reveal who the hide is because there's multiples of them. That would have maybe been interesting. No, it's not what we did. Um, the Legally Blonde thing as her horror movie did get me. I thought that was kind of funny. Yes, um, I thought that was great. And I w- also I was like, yeah, you're not going to kill things. So like, whatever. Um I'm very much at the get on with it stage now. Like things are not quite making sense. Um, like the, the, the mystery is not quite lining up because these direct mis these deliberate misdirects are not well explained in the narrative. They're just kind of like still on the table and you're expected to be like shock at the end. You got it wrong. And I'm like, well, you didn't do a good job of putting it together. If I don't know the solution to the mystery about an episode ahead of time from the characters, then it's not as satisfying. Am I wrong? Maybe not an episode ahead, but even then ahead of time. (laughs) Uh, I think I don't, I'm not, I'm pretty sure you haven't said a single thing that I disagree with at this point. Like, Cool. It's it's just that you know what I'll oh fuck I'll say I'll save this bullshit. Let's just wrap. Let's wrap this shit up. Cool. Episode eight: A murder of woes. Wednesday lands in trouble with Principal Weems, but that's just the start of her problems. To fight an ancient evil, an ancient evil. My my <laughs> mouth is not. I didn't read these ahead of time. To fight an ancient evil, she needs all her friends' help. Wow, vague as fuck. <laughs> Give me their job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now playing into your bit. Uh, R.I.P. Principal Weems. What the fuck was that? That was kind of bullshit. So, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Because they're trying to Snape. They're trying to Snape her. They're trying to make her Snape. And it just doesn't work. Well, okay. Because hold on. What do you have a problem with? Weems in general. Oh, you just don't like Weems. I just think that they do. Uh, it's not even that I don't like Weems. I think that like the concept of, uh, you know, Gwendolyn Christie being a principal who could be friend or foe 
is fine. I just don't think they do anything with it. They just hop from vague scenes back and forth with her where it's like, oh, she might be the main villain because she very much has it out for Morticia in a way that's never really resolved. But also she's kind of playing both sides and being kind of the Oh, the kind of the Charles Xavier of like, we must assimilate for our own survival. And then she's also in her death supposed to be like, you know, you have your mother's eyes like it's it's not a great arc, which is why I'm kind of like, well, this is dumb. Well, You're just going to up and kill this person. I don't think who could have been seasons long development of becoming an ally. Well, I don't think it should. have. I don't think it should have been an arc at all. Um. I absolutely personally I love how like you never fully knew what was up with Weems because it could have been any number of things and I was watching this I was going episode through episode and I'm like the most interesting thing you can do with Weems I need you to hear me on this the most interesting thing you can do with Weems is not make her a villain is to actually have her like yes be on Wednesday side. Believe her at the very last minute. Yada, yada, yada. And they did all the things. They did all the things I wanted. They had her, like, pose as Tyler. They had all this stuff. And then... It's like... No, Nicholas Angel. You can't just approach the entire neighborhood watch at the end of Hot Fudge by yourself and take them all into the station. No! What did you think was going to happen when you approach, like, fucking 12 different people and go, you're gonna have to come to the station with me? No, they're gonna fucking try to kill you, idiot! And it was just like that, but with this scene, and now the character actually dies instead of in Hot Fuzz, like, in Hot Fuzz. Because I'm like, why? What do you? what is the plan? What exactly is the plan here? Because now you have somebody who is definitely fine with killing, being presented with the fact that, oops, the jig is up, and you're, like, less than a foot away from her. And also, I feel like Weems is a, should have been a character who was a lot smarter than they allowed her to be in that moment. Yeah. Like, and also maybe has a lot more skill, like... I figured if you went to this academy, you know how to fight. But it's not even just that. It's just like, now we're robbed of Weems in the future, and that's way more interesting. Exactly. If a character is still interesting, alive, don't kill them. That's the problem with you fucks. You think that just killing characters is like all you need to goddamn do. No, that's not how this works. If a character serves way more purpose being alive than dead, don't kill them. If a character has served their purpose, fine, kill the fucker. I don't care. But, like, I'm sick of this whole, we. Ha- well, how do you know if things are getting serious? How do you know there are stakes if p- everyone lives? And it's just like, I don't know, try being creative. That's literally what you're paid way too much money to do. God. Poor Gwendolyn Christie. So other th- uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there might have been a part of her was like, I signed on to this, but I want out. <laughs> I'm sure she was just like, no, thank you. I'm good. Um, her and her amazing life. Especially if, because the way we 
the way we leave the season, it makes it feel like she's not coming back. No, I'm like, is next dead. Wednesday season? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I mean Wednesday. The way that they leave the end of the season, because I'm like, okay, are you going to be like a new headmaster next season that you have to do the same thing with? Are we going to treat this like Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers? Like, what are we doing here? Um, because it would have been interesting for them to have a moment of like quiet understanding at the end of the season of like, I'll see you next year. Yes. Because we don't really like each other yet. Um, like, could have been completely different. It could have been in a case of like, I helped you with this because I needed to help you with this. But like, you still have a long way to go, little girl, before I'm done with making you the person that you should be. But no, that's not what they do. Um, I got to love, this is so off off to the side here, but I got to love the moment where they're in the police station and Tyler shows his quote unquote true, true person. And behind him, there's just like a, a cop at their desk, which is kind of in the middle of the hallway and might be like a checkpoint desk. Just like the extra just being instructed to just look at their fucking screen while all of this is happening. And I just kept looking at that extra, the entire monologue being like, it's so, stupid. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> um, it's so, so I, but stupid. actually on the, but actually on the Tyler thing, um, if they were trying to make Tyler's turn into any sort of like, Oh, he's a different person when he's under the control of, of uh i don't even remember christina witchy's character name um thornhill is that thorn uh thornhill yeah 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 when he's under the control of thornhill he's actually like a different dual personality and he because like they make it if 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 he is not supposed to have a dual personality they did not do a good job of making me remotely doubt him the entire season he seems like he is the most genuine person and especially because he has that whole subplot of previously being a bully I'm just like, oh, he's just a piece of shit now. He's just a flat up piece of shit now with just a 180 turn from literally the previous episode with the date. And so like, and if that was your plan to get him to get her to trust him, that doesn't actually matter because of all the other dominoes that were falling in against Wednesday to get her in the place that she needed to be at. Like Tyler's Tyler being a part of the plan doesn't actually make any sense. Also, like, was he supposed to get close to her to get her blood? Like, that's not that wasn't lined up at all. Yeah, I don't like any of that. And also. I got to be real. And this is this is going to be meta because you know what? They were meta first. So I'm meta in return. I don't like Wednesday versus Wednesday. I'm not here for Clegane Bowl. Like. I know it's fucking cute to some people that oh Christina Ricci is going up against the new Wednesday and I'm just like no but I don't buy it like it's the thing of like I was just kind of secretly hoping and this is what I meant earlier when I was like I gave this show way too much credit way too many times because I was like I hope they don't do the thing where like the characters that's really nice to her and trying to understand her and always being around her has ulterior motives is has ulterior and is the villain. Cause that's the most bog standard twist of all the twists in the world. And also the meta, the meta of like, Oh yeah, it's Christina Ricci. Now she's the villain. And I'm just like, no, if you're going to kill anyone in this episode, it would have been much better, much more significant. If you killed Christina Ricci, 
and she was just the nice teacher. She was the defense against the dark arts, Ramus Lupin teacher that unfortunately Wednesday couldn't save and now it's personal and yada, yada, yada. And Weems is- And it was actually the therapist. Yeah. And Weems is the one that survives and is actually an ally, but is not going to give her, not going to give any leeway. And it's like this kind of touch and go shade of gray relationship between Wednesday and Weems of like, we have an understanding. That doesn't mean that we're friends. Like, I, uh, yep. I don't care about villain Tyler. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then he's got that cliffhanger at the end when he's going to the asylum, <sighs> and he and he hides out. Um, and then so like, there's also the if the whole thing is that she needs the blood of an Adams. I really wish that part of the scheme. Involved getting the rest of the Adams here for insurance. Yeah, if you want to bring because the Adams, then they could have solved it as a family. If you want to bring the Adams back, that's the reason to do it. Right, like because them solving this as a family because they're all about family. The only person who's more about family is Dominic Toretto, and then it's it's that's the rankings: Dominic Toretto, Adams family, and then everyone else is in seventh. Like it's about family. That's the only that's that's a great reason to get these characters back here because the Adams family dynamic is great, but not in this show. And so and then we have a sudden healing factor ability. Very sudden. Very Adam just nowhere. incredibly sudden. Goody Adams has done fuck all this whole season. Yeah. And then just swoops in. God damn it. Stupid. I'm sorry. I don't think that the resurrection of the guy is really interesting at all. Um, and the fact that he suddenly has magic is kind of annoying. Um, I'm sorry. Like, it's I, just kind of stupid. I imagined Vin Diesel as Gomez Adams, and it's killing me. It's actually killing me inside. Actually, I think that'd be an interesting role for Vin Diesel. Um, Gomez he'd have to have bald? hair. Yeah, exactly. And have a mustache. Uh, <laughs> He'd have to have more hair than he's had in years um, <laughs> anywhere on his body. Uh, so let's talk about Enid. Wolfing out is so convenient and against what the character wanted for yes. herself. And and here's the thing. There's only one way that it remotely is acceptable. Yes. You could have, because you had her start to wolf out off screen and then come in Hulk style and barge into Tyler. Yes. But it makes more sense if she lets herself wolf out because Wednesday's in trouble. Exactly. And we see that. Fuck. It makes no sense to do the catch them off guard to the side thing. It makes more sense for me to like, that's my friend, rah. Like, thank you. That would have been amazing. And it would have been marginally acceptable to the whole thing about the character not wanting to be that person. But she did it for one reason, and that's because Wednesday's her friend. But they don't do that. Nope. And then uh, Eugene with the bees at the end is a fucking, is a fucking great. Go Eugene. That's all my notes. But then the I also thing. have a tiny little quibble because uh, she's like, back off, Eugene. Turn around. You don't want to see this. And then it's just like one stomp and it's done. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I was promised when Thing was on his fucking deathbed that Wednesday Adams was going to make whoever did this suffer long and painfully, and where is that payoff? Because that is the most Adams family thing that could have ended this whole season, is that, like, 
you pull back and re- reveal that, like, you know, fucking Thornhill is on some medieval torture device and Wednesday and Pugsley are, like, practicing their knife throwing or, like, some shit that's just, like, I... <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. This is this. This is not an Adams show. It's not a Wednesday Adams show. It's a show that's called Wednesday. And that's really it. And this show has made me adore Jenna Ortega in a way that I absolutely expected to. Because, yeah, it's been not that big of a secret that like Jenna Ortega had a lot of issues with the script. And a lot of issues with the interpretation of Wednesday. And made her thoughts known and altered lines and was like, why the fuck are we doing this? Why is Wednesday in a love triangle? All this stuff. And I'm like, yes. All of this. It's very obvious stuff. Fucking Timber. Like Wednesday, Wednesday almost works better when there's just one boy who really wants to be there for her. And she's just like, uh, okay. Like that's better than a love triangle in every way. Um, yeah. Just the one boy who sees her is always better for Wednesday. And Wednesday should be a Dom. Sure. When- totally fine. If we're going to get adult with it. Well, it's not necessarily adult, but like, it's just a thing of like, it should be like an inverse of the Gomez Morticia thing, essentially. Yeah, like- that makes sense. Of, like, you know, Morticia is the one that tortures the... Uh, sorry, uh, Wednesday is the one that tortures the guy. Or, like, no, not an inverse. It's no, it's actually the, the exact same. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, But, like, I just have this image. I have this image of, like, the only way I would accept Wednesday kissing a, a person in the show, because I also have quibbles with it being a cishead guy but like if Wednesday's gonna kiss somebody in the show go all out with it have her like dip the person like Gomez would and do it that like just just go for it then if you're gonna have a kiss because it's like that's the only way any other way that's not that just don't do it just just don't well and there's also there's an element too about like just really allowing themselves to steer very into the teen, the teen archetype show of it all, because there was a points where I was like, this isn't that big a deal. And I don't think I'm going to harp on it unless it comes up, but something about what you said made me think of this where it's like, they also couldn't resist giving Wednesday, like Gen Z black and white fashion choices that are like not Adam's family esque attire. Like she wears like hoodies, and a very easy. And I'm kind of like, uh, okay, fine. I guess you can get away with that. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. But also, it's not quite right. And a very easy way to have your cake and eat it too is just like you have Wednesday and like the full Wednesday attire in the first episode, and then establish that this is basically Enid, like fixing up, quote unquote, sure. Wednesday's attire. As they become friends, it becomes more and more and more of that style you said of, like, the Gen Z black and white. And it could be a visual progression of, like, you can literally see 
Enid's influence on Wednesday, and you can see Wednesday's influence on Enid because Enid starts to be a bit more assertive, much more sure of herself, much more confident, yada, 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 like doesn't take shit from her mom, and you can heavily hint that it's because of Wednesday. Like, would have been really great. There's a bunch of stuff in this show that would have been really great. But no, I mean, like, people... People make money off the ability to get their their piece of clothing very prominently featured in a TV show. So like, and I don't fault them for that in some ways, especially if they're like independent places um, and not like you know H and M. But uh, you know, it was very clear that it was like, okay, yeah, you you let you let people go in that direction and didn't give any strict rules about how she should dress simply because that's kind of just the aesthetic you want to go for, and it makes some people money. Um, Anyway, that's literally all the notes. Should we go to the standby, uh, you know, standby bits? I think this might be the fastest we've ever done it because for me, all of them are kind of obvious. For character and... For character and episode. Okay. What are you... Who Who is your most valuable character? Because I, I truly haven't decided. Obviously, it's Wednesday. Yeah, see, that's kind of where I have to land because a thing feels like a cop-out. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah. What thing is just like an immediately fix all for anything, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, and like, I will say this: like, all things considered, I do like Enid. Like, all things considered, with like never quite using her correctly, I think that the performance of the character, yeah, despite the fact that she's never quite given the chance to be to be as good as she could be. And maybe that's a multiple seasons thing. I don't know. Um, like I do really like Enid. Everybody else I could take or leave. Oh, I'm realizing what I've done subconsciously. I wanted this relationship to be, uh, Alex Russo. And I forget her, uh, Harper from Wizards yes. of Waverly place. That's what I wanted. That is pretty and it much. It still exactly kind of is in some ways, in some ways, except they're just, they're not, they're not totally bonded yet. Well, but more than that, like, Harper's whole thing is that, like, she's, like, kind of out there a bit, and she's random, yeah. and she has an eclectic taste, and, like, Enid is very, like, mainstream, and so that's the difference for me, of just, like... I mean, she still sticks out amongst her own peers yes. as very as very bubbly and pastel. Yes. So, like, there's that. Um, least valuable character. Uh, real quick, I wanted to give a shout-out to Weems for most valuable character just because if they had stuck that landing, I would have actually, I was going to say could have been, <laughs> could have been, uh, cause Gwendolyn Christie, she did her thing as she always does. Uh, least valuable. Well, and also like they could have, they could have just taken five more minutes in every single episode to just have a scene with Weems and between Weems and Wednesday. Like if you really want that to be a bedrock relationship, which it should have been, like, that should have been a bedrock relationship of the show where Weems maybe knows a little bit more or maybe has some of the answers and their adversarialness and Weems is always like, oh, by the way, drop. Here's a bit of information you need. Like, they never do that. That's that's the kind of thing I want. If you're going to set Weems up to be like the adversarial but yet a mentor character, do that. Because that's how it's set up in the first two episodes. Adversarial mentor. And then they just drop it. Yeah. Uh, least valuable character is the rest of the Adams. Yep. That's really fucking sad to say. Pugsley eventually gets a little bit better, but Gomez and Morticia, 
that that hurts. Like this is the definition of when we say valuable. Like they they do not add value to the show. They actually probably subtract value. Whereas like if we're looking at like in another context, least valuable, I would say something along the lines of like Thornhill or Tyler or Xavier. Like like cool. They're not actually they're there. They're fulfilling their role, but they're not actually adding value to the show. Whereas like yeah, the, the Adams the Adams being botched is a negative presence in the show. Yeah. Sorry to say. Um, Episode. You want to do most or least first? Let's start with most because at the end of the day, I didn't walk away from this having a clear answer on either of them, both watching it and doing this with you just now. So to me, like most, I think I just liked the episode, the dance episode the most. Yeah. Like, I think it's the most valuable. Yeah. Not for for few other reasons other than like, listen, if I'm gonna exist in this world, yeah, give me the prom episode. It has the dance. Give me the dance. Or else. And it's not and it's not even set to Lady Gaga in this one. Um, Yay. <laughs> Hooray. Huzzah! That's that's a you thing. I'm I'm fine with it either way. No, I I like the classic version. I like the because cla- I think it's a good. I think it's just a good song that they use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I've seen it done with Dragon Ball Z sound effects, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, then for me, the least valuable is literally the next episode. It's the parents one. Yeah, like yeah, with yeah. the parents. So I guess it was clearer than I thought it was. It's just that like the rest of the episodes don't rise that far above the least valuable. <laughs> and the most rated is not that far above the, le- the rest of them. Like they're just they're just pimples. There's pimples on the two sides of the butt cheeks of the show. <laughs> oh, that tickled you. OK, because <laughs> now I'm just right. thinking about titling the episode the butt cheeks of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the woes trend is probably the better choice. All right. Um, well, I guess it's kind of clear what we're going to do here. I think it was clear from when we started the episode. Well, this is an interesting one for me. Because, as I mentioned, Jenna Ortega had a lot of thoughts, a lot of valid thoughts about the direction and just the interpretation of Wednesday as a character going so far as to change lines on in the show. And now she's an executive producer on season two. So. I. Now be careful. Cause we're flying a little close to the sun. We don't have an exact date on season two. Exactly. So I think this is an interest. It's a very similar situation to Mandalorian when we did that. Right, which would now we're just this month getting the se- the third season that we could have renewed into. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually gonna open up the floor to you live on mic. Do we just forego a formal reject or renew? <sighs> Do you feel like they earned it? Well, it's more so a thing of like. Technically speaking, we only recently. Yeah, I guess found- it just like doesn't matter what we say. Yeah, we only recently even found out we were gonna have a season two. So right, if we had done this like last October, we wouldn't have had an answer. Yeah, 
I mean, the fact that we opened ourselves up to do it in the first place is like against the general rules of the show, but I'm like, I'm not mad about that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but you know, cause like that was the weird thing about it is that like I did binge this in a day and I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. I wasn't like screaming at the TV. There's some production value that's quality. I believe that people are talented enough to make this show work. But like we knew from the jump, we knew from the first few moments of this show that this was not what you and I like about the Adams family. There are people who don't care as much about the Adams family who are fine with this adaptation. And maybe this is more their lane. And I want to open up the world for those people to be like right about their feelings about the show. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, they chick, they picked what they wanted. They wanted us. They wanted a dark goth girl in a, in a supernatural school. And they made that show. And so from a standpoint of like, should we reject the poor at a piss poor adaptation of the Adams family? I think we should. Does it actually matter in the grand scheme of things in the way that our podcast doesn't? Um, no. So like, yeah, I'm totally fine foregoing it if necessary, but if we do decide to stick to it, you know, my answer. Well, I think season two is really the make or break for me. Um, this is so interesting with how many shows you've gone straight to reject after one season. Well, because like you said, it's not a show that had me like, you know, yelling at my screen and pausing to rant like three times an episode. Like, cause I've had those, I've had shows I've fallen asleep on. I've had shows that like watching it was like pulling teeth. And honestly, the fact that I even did manage to still get through six of the eight episodes today. I mean, it's not nothing. I mean, it was painful because I think just me as a person, I don't really do binging as well. Um, Specifically with like shows. I can binge like YouTube stuff, but like shows are different. Um, But like, I, I think it's more, the show is mid. The show is mid right now. It's not really bad. And it sure as hell isn't good. But like you said, there's like a moment every episode where you're like, I, I genuinely like that. Like I was rooting for this mystery despite how it panned out. Exactly. I wanted the mystery to be good. So I'm not fully comfortable rejecting or renewing it at this point. <laughs> I'm fine with leaving it there. I'm totally fine with this kind of putting this in the doghouse. Uh, I think once we have season two in our possession, I'll probably like watch the first episode and then just ominously text you a thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> I could be a little devil and be like, well, in order to do that, you have to use your immunity idol, but I'm not going no. to be. There will be time for that. There will be time. Certainly. For that. There certainly will be, <laughs> but it won't be next month because we won't need it. <laughs> and that, of course, brings us to the draft. So for May, May is going to be a themed month. Uh, as longtime listeners will know, May, we do uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And so we tend to focus on media from uh, those cultures and... So this May, 
We are not going to pick from our main list of shows, the 60 and three different categories of 20. We instead have cultivated, or rather, we thought of like all the animes that we kind of just knew and cut like a couple to make it a nice round 19. And then there's a nice special devastating surprise for one of us for a nat one if that if that should happen and trevor has said off mic that the odds of us doing that nat one in may are really rough but you never statistically know. they are when it comes to the dice statistically they are why don't, why don't you just are you going to list out everything that's on that list should i i think you should okay because I mean, there's there's an argument the to be tension. made either way. Um, Builds the tension. So these are in no particular order. They're just the except order. for the nat one, but that's gonna be obvious. Except the nat one, uh, and I am not going to say what the nat one is. <laughs> but uh, yes, we do have said nat one that is like. Well, we can say what the nat one is if it doesn't get picked. If it doesn't at yeah. the end of the draft, if it doesn't get picked, or if it does get picked, uh, then we will end up saying it. So we have the Nat one. We have Hunter Hunter, Demon Slayer, One Piece. I thought it was Hunter X Hunter. I thought you said Hunter X Hunter. I thought it was Hunter Hunter. I thought it was said Hunter X Hunter. Anyway, go Either keep going. Way. Uh Hunter Hunter and or Hunter X Hunter. Uh Demon Slayer, One Piece, Castlevania, Naruto, Jojo, Inuyasha, Yu Yu Hakusho, One Punch Man. My Hero Academia, Death Note, Digimon, Digital Champions, Digital Digimon are the Masters, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, which is important, uh, Attack on Titan, Spy X Family, I believe, or Spy by Family, I could see either, Bleach, Fruits Basket, Black Butler, and Fairy Tale. So. As is customary on these Rejector Renews, we are going to be doing this part uh, a bit of the same. We're just going to be picking from this list of 20 randomly with a D20 that I have in front of me uh, four times. And then I get a pick and Trevor gets a pick. So here we go. The first random selection for the May Rejector Renew anime special draft is... Did you get the nat one? <laughs> the first fucking one. So the nat one, I thought it'd be funny if the nat one, since we only came up with 19, I thought it'd be funny if the nat one was something so atrociously off brand, but still animated for us to do that I actively don't ever want to do. Oh, I'm so fucking And happy. that is Jimmy Neutron oh Boy God. Genius. Hell The TV yes. show. <laughs> so now it has a one in six chance of winning. Stop. And I might raise a little hell if it if does. If this wins, I for will the be bit. so, I will blow out my voice. I think, I think we will be so upset if this does no, win. Not. So we did this, we did this for fun, <laughs> but like, I'm gonna be, you I'm won't gonna be. be. All right, so fine. I will be. happy. <laughs> If you make me, if you make me watch that episode with the pants, I swear to God, which is the first episode. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So the next pick is 
18, and that is fruit. Oh, God, fruits basket. I don't, I don't know I, what that is. I don't really know what that is either. I just kept, I happened to, in the past like week or so, kept hearing this title. And I already knew of Fruits Basket like years ago. So, But for some reason within the last week, I had been hearing this title over and over again. And once I saw it on like, I think Hulu, I was just like, yeah, fine, I'll add it. We need to fill out the thing. So I hope that does not come back to bite me in the ass. Members, family members involuntarily transforming into the animals of the Chinese zodiac can help them deal with emotional pain. Interesting. It's it's a it's a choice. It's a choice. Okay. Um. So here is it's gonna be all over the fucking place. Here is our. This is the problem with you doing a list of twenty. Is that like we might not get to do the ones we actually know and potentially well, want to do? Let's see how the third one shakes out. That one is ten. That's One Punch Man. All right. Okay. Yeah. There you All go. right. Yeah. <laughs> and now our last, thankfully, our last random selection is. Come on, baby, make it a good one. Make it a good one. Ooh, that rolled for a long time. It is 17. That's Bleach. Interesting. Trevor, I want you Bleach to- always intimidated me because that was like the after dark tsunami. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Trevor, I want you to know that it rolled for a long time. If it had rolled one more time, that would have been another nat one. Okay, all right. <laughs> you were well, so close. <laughs> I was so close. All right, well, you're, you hate number six, so what's your pick? I have a feeling your pick's going to be One Piece. Okay. In which case, I don't know if I should say One Piece. I would make an agreement with you to put two votes for One Piece. <laughs> We're just I have not up. made up my mind. I truly have not made up my mind. I'm just going to straight up rig it. I could also say my hero. You and me just tipping, tipping the scales to One Piece. You know, um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, mm, I'm torn between my hero, One Piece, and then I'm tempted to say for, Full Metal Alchemist. But Full Metal Alchemist is mm, tricky. Uh, well, I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick One Piece. Fine, fine. Go with the devil. I know. Ooh. So, so now you have me, Natalie and Bruglia, torn. Um. Because I was going to use my vote to tip the scales, and I was not sure if I was going to be tipping the scales in favor of One Punch Man or in One Piece now. And, now you have and so now I have a choice to make. You could always pick my hero. <laughs> no, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tip the scales in favor of One Piece because I'm also okay with One Punch Man. Okay. As as well as uh so it's so so the so the lay of the land would then be Jimmy Neutron. So let's uh, just do this officially then. Okay. Number one on this D six is Jimmy Neutron. It's a nat one again. <laughs> <laughs> to get two to get two ones, which is fitting. Ugh, scary. <laughs> Number one on this D six is Jimmy Neutron. Number two is Fruits Baskets. Number three is One Punch Man. Number four is Bleach. Number five is One Piece. And number six is also One Piece. 
Oh boy, stakes are high. Stakes are very high. There are a lot of shows on. This I'd really be. That I don't want to do. I'm not. I'm not totally keen on Bleach, but I really just don't want to do Demi Neutron, and I feel like I'm tempting fate by saying that. See, now uh, I am fine with everything except I don't know enough about Fruits Basket, and I'm very leery of Bleach. So I've been rolling this D6 for a long time. It's safe in my hand. It can't hurt anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Oh, it's a six. I've never been so happy. All right. Okay. I've never been one so piece. happy for you to win. We finally get to one piece. We finally get to piece that one. After it's talking about it a ton. I might start tonight. <laughs> I mean, honestly, technically speaking, I could kind of just talk about this now, but I'll watch. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again and take somewhat notes. I already know what I'm going to say about it, though, to be fair. Uh, so <laughs> that's. Yeah, that's been Wednesday. Yeah. Disappointed. Very. Disappointed! I was I expected to be disappointed. I don't know what you expected. I was giving it an open mind. I because I look, Wednesdays unfortunately I didn't grow up with the Adams family that much. But just knowing the character, that character is so me. That character speaks to me on such an fun, uh, such a fundamental level. I just adore Wednesday so much, and honestly, like we talked a lot of shit about the show, and a lot of it was well deserved. Again, I'm gonna go out of my way to give props to Jenna Ortega. I think she, yeah, she nailed Wednesday in a lot of really good ways. Um, and that dance scene, yeah. is iconic, and I was yelling at the top of my lungs. Um, it was weird to see her like smile when she was doing her SNL promos. <laughs> I saw her on Hot Ones. Yeah, she did Hot Ones, uh, which would have been weirder after seeing Wednesday. I saw that before Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's got this whole drama niche now. Like, there's the title of like, oh, who is the current generation's like horror movie idol, and they call it a Scream Queen, and she's literally in Scream. That's Jenna. So it's gonna be Jenna yeah. Ortega. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe I shouldn't speak because it's not my genre and I don't know shit about it. So, you know, I'll, I'll stay in my lane. But. I mean, it's the same way with, like, picking, like, a, oh, the it girl. It's like somebody just fucking says it and the people go, ah, yeah. <laughs> Although, let's be real. The it girl right now is is Flo. It's Florence. Deservedly so, honestly. Like, yes. fuck. Yeah. Every Incredibly time I talented. Around, she's girl. in another project. I'm like, damn. Yep. Working She'd be working. Ass off. Work. Shut up, TJ. Anyway, so thirsting and lusting over Florence Pugh aside, um, which is now going to be the title of this episode. So yeah, look forward <laughs> sure. to next week. Uh, not next week. God, next month, uh, when we do One Piece, as it has been decided. And we will also do the very special draft that I got in negotiations. Hot damn. Hot? I don't I do damn. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Well, because just, he's had time. You'll just have to wait and see now, won't you? Well, one of them oh, and that's right, and you don't have to abide by the rules of nope. a renewal. So we might not actually get a renewal. Ah shit. <laughs> it's a good thing we called this because that list is uh not going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. 
<laughs> Our structure is kind of stupid when you think about it. God damn. We don't ever get anything done. <laughs> we don't ever get anything done. It, it allows us to do new things. Sure, okay. <laughs> we can always start sacrificing other weeks in the month. I mean, I've never quite been opposed to that, but I don't know. I think this is just a longer conversation to you, for you to have with a therapist about how you don't like to finish anything that aren't video games. You think I finish video games, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> I was a Mass oh, Effect fan boy. for like six years before I actually beat all three of the games. <laughs> all right. Speaking of which, I should probably go do that. Yeah, get to working on that, buddy. Until next time, I've Ugh. been TJ Patrick. I'm Trevor Catalano. And we should go.